the Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Powered by Spooler. Welcome to the Bengaluru Commute Podcast, your only companion on the streets of Bengaluru. Here are the top stories of the week that went by. Bengaluru Local News. The state legislature session is scheduled to be held on December 4th in Belagavi. Decided in the last cabinet meeting where Karnataka CM Siddharamaya was tasked with the decision. The 10-day session was confirmed by Karnataka Law Minister H.K. Patil. Additionally, the cabinet approved a national-level conference on the Indian Constitution, allocating 18 crore rupees for the Constitution and National Integration Conference on November 26. The cabinet also endorsed setting up innovation labs in public schools. In other headlines, the Council General of Israel in South India, Tammy Benheim, met with former Karnataka CM H.D. Kumaraswamy, emphasizing the strengthening of ties between Israel and Karnataka. During the meeting at Kumaraswamy's Bidadi farm, Haim expressed Israel's interest in collaboration with Karnataka in agriculture, science, technology, innovation and cultural relations. She highlighted progress in Israel-Karnataka relations, seeking ongoing cooperation and expressing intentions to elevate these ties. Haim also acknowledged India's support during challenging times. In some more news, Karnataka Forest and Environment Minister Ishwar Khandri proposed a joint survey with the Revenue Department to rectify any errors in the deemed forest notification. Khandri urged officials to make the map of 3.3 lakh acres of deemed forest public for transparency. He discussed the forest revenue land issue at a high-level meeting with Energy Minister K.J. George. Khandri assured that eviction efforts would pause until the joint survey's completion and addressed human-animal conflicts. Up next, Bengaluru's poise for scheduled power outages this weekend as maintenance initiatives by power companies like Bescom and KPTCL are underway. Daily power disruptions are commonplace in the city. In areas such as Mahadevapura, Krishnanagar, Bhim Samudra, Malali, Kadalgudu, Gundimadu, Agrahara and Dasarahali, maintenance work will take place between 10am to 5pm on 11th and 12th November. The complete list of affected areas is available on Bescom's official website. Now on to other news, the Karnataka High Court directed the state government to issue circulars ensuring facilities including audio announcements for persons with disabilities in private transport buses. The PIL filed by N. Shreyas highlighted disruptions in the audio announcement system in KSRTC and BMTC buses. The court urged the government to extend similar provisions to private operators and expects positive steps, instructing the government to submit actions taken in an additional affidavit on the next hearing. Moving on, starting November 17, toll charges will be applicable for vehicles using the Dudbalapur Hoskote section of Bengaluru Satellite Town Ring Road. The 288-kilometre STRR aims to connect Bengaluru with neighbouring towns, reducing the need for long-distance commercial vehicles to enter the city. Toll rates for the completed Dodbalapur Bypass Hoskote section were approved by the National Highways Authority of India NHAI, and will be in effect until March 31, 2024. Meanwhile, the KPCL and Tehri Hydro Development Corporation Limited entered into a memorandum of understanding to expedite the development of power projects valued at Rs 15,000 crores. The collaborative effort will encompass hydro, solar, floating and ground mounting and pumped storage projects. Notable projects include a 100-megawatt floating solar PV plant at Kadra Dam Reservoir, a 170-megawatt ground-mounted rooftop solar PV plant at KPCL Plants and a 1,500-megawatt pumped storage plant at Varahi. On a different note, Gandhi Krishi Vigyan Kendra researchers have identified Teramnus Kameshwara Roy, a flowering legume plant endemic to Hesargata, Bengaluru, emphasizing the urgent need to preserve the threatened grassland facing rapid urbanization. 
Published in Nelumbo, a botanical survey of India journal, the study highlights the plant's confinement to a small area in the Bengaluru urban district, jeopardized by urban expansion. Named in honour of C. Kameshwara Rao, the plant stands out with its base branching and non-climbing structure. National News Moving on to the national news, Trinamool Congress lawmaker Mahua Moitra, facing potential expulsion from Lok Sabha, appeared before the Ethics Committee contesting businessman Darshan Hira Nandani's affidavit's lack of substantial evidence for cash for query allegations. Moitra accused Jay Anand Dehadrai, her former friend, of lodging a false complaint post their breakup. Moitra argued that Hira Nandani's affidavit was vague about travel expenses. The ethics panel recommended her expulsion and the report will be presented during the winter session. Meanwhile, the Nagaland Legislative Assembly passed a bill unanimously proposing a 33% reservation of seats for women in urban local bodies. The Nagaland Municipal Bill 2023 also emits provisions on land and building taxes and chairperson office reservations in urban local bodies. CM Nepu Rio emphasized that the new law signifies the beginning, encouraging women's active participation in urban administration. The Supreme Court had criticized the Nagaland Government and Election Commission in April for not implementing women's reservation. In more news, the Union Government informed the Supreme Court that the CBI is an independent body, asserting that the Centre has no superintendence or control over it. The statement came in response to a petition by the West Bengal government accusing the CBI of initiating investigations without the state's consent. The Bengal government filed a suit under Article 131 urging the court to direct the centre to halt the CBI's probe into 12 cases. Shifting our focus, Interglobe Enterprises, the major investor in India's leading airline Indigo and Archer Aviation from the US, will introduce an all-electric air taxi service in India by 2026 aiming to compete in cost with on-road services. The electric vertical takeoff and landing aircraft called Midnight can transport four passengers and a pilot for up to 100 miles. The service plans to launch initially in Delhi, Mumbai and Bengaluru, addressing the country's transport challenges and pollution issues pending approvals. In a general weather update for the country, a brief overnight rainfall provided temporary relief to Delhi's air quality, shifting it from the severe to the very poor category. The air quality index was 393 down from 437. The rain and southeasterly winds helped settle pollutants. The EWS initially predicted severe air quality, but the AQI is expected to linger in the very poor category. The IMD forecasts intermittent drizzle throughout the weekend, further aiding pollution dispersion. International news. Turning our attention to international news, UK Interior Minister Suella Braverman faces uncertainty in her role as she criticised the policing of pro-Palestinian marches without Prime Minister Rishi Sunak's approval. Sunak is under pressure to dismiss her for suggesting bias in policing and dismissing pro-Palestinian mobs. Downing Street expressed confidence in Braverman but is investigating how her unapproved comments were published. The situation has fueled speculation about Braverman's political intentions, possibly aiming for a future Tory leadership role. In ongoing news, the US branch of the Industrial and Commercial Bank of China fell victim to a ransomware attack disrupting US Treasury trades. ICBC Financial Services, the bank's U.S. unit, is investigating the incident. While experts suspect the Lockbit gang's involvement, the gang's dark website did not confirm ICBC as a victim. The attack underscores a growing boldness in ransomware groups. U.S. officials are working on disrupting ransomware funding routes through enhanced information sharing across a 40-country alliance. 
In a recent development, Taiwan's crackdown on phone scams achieved a remarkable 70% decline in incoming international calls, signaling a rare success in combating unsolicited calls. The victory followed authorities' directives for phone carriers to block overseas calls mimicking local numbers. In October, inbound international calls dropped to 15 million from 50.8 million in May, according to National Communications Commission data. The campaign involves receivers listening to a scam alert before answering international calls and implementing measures. In some other news, a shortage of lamination paper imported from France has hindered the issuance of new passports in Pakistan. The Directorate General of Immigration and Passports is working to address the crisis, promising a return to normal passport issuance soon. The backlog is decreasing, but the shortage has disrupted travel plans for thousands of Pakistanis. In 2013, a similar crisis occurred when the printing of Pakistani passports stopped due to financial issues. Business news. Let's now look at some business stories. ESAF Small Finance Bank shares debuted on the BSC with a 19.83% premium, opening at Rs 71.90 against the Rs 60 issue price. The stock later surged to Rs 74.70, while at the NSC it started trading at Rs 71, up 18.33%. The IPO priced at Rs 57 to 60 per share was oversubscribed 73.15 times giving the bank a market valuation of Rs 3,685.82 crores. In more business news, India Starter Technologies is in talks with US investors, including BlackRock, Morgan Stanley Investment Management and hedge funds like Gisalo Capital, Oaktree Capital and Key Square Capital for its $350 to $375 million IPO. The engineering services firm, part of the Tata Group, is valued at $2.5 billion, 25% higher than last month. The IPO, the first for a Tata Group company in two decades, has garnered more interest than expected, with subscriptions opening around November 21st. Next up, in some tech news, WhatsApp may introduce ads in specific sections of the app as confirmed by head Will Cathcart. While ads won't appear in the main inbox or chats, potential areas include channels or status. Cathcart clarified that ads might be in channels, possibly exclusive to paid members. WhatsApp had previously denied reports of planned ads, emphasizing that the inbox and chats would remain ad-free. The timeline for implementing ads in the status or channel sections remains undisclosed. Moving on, Baidu's lenders, Glass Trust Company and Timothy Pohl gained court approval in the United States to take control of Baidu's Alpha due to a loan default. The Delaware court ruled in favor of the lenders, allowing them to appoint a director and removing Riju Ravindran from the SPV board. The court deemed the lender's actions valid, citing Baiju's failure to secure White Hat Jr. as a loan guarantor. Baiju's, initially India's highest-valued startup, faces several legal challenges. In market news, the Sensex gained 84.21 points, a 0.13% increase, reaching 64,916.41, while the Nifty rose by 27.20 points, or 0.14%, closing at 19,422.50. Among the listed stocks, 1,640 advanced, 1,516 declined and 114 remained unchanged. The Indian rupee dropped to a historic low of 83.34 against the US dollar. Entertainment news. Over to news from the entertainment world. Salman Khan, in a recent interview, discussed the challenges of shooting for his latest film, Tiger 3, citing the bike-chasing scene as the toughest. Regarding Tiger vs. Patan, Salman expressed his readiness, stating he would be there whenever things are finalized. The film featuring Shah Rukh Khan will reportedly start shooting in March 2024 after a five-month prep. Siddharth Anand directs the anticipated face-off between the two super spies. 
In news from Hollywood, a Manhattan jury has ordered Robert De Niro's company, Canal Productions, to pay $1.2 million to his former assistant, Graham Chase Robinson, for gender discrimination and retaliation. The two-week trial included De Niro's testimony denying abusive behavior. Robinson claimed mistreatment, stereotypical tasks, underpayment and sexual harassment. Despite initial allegations from Canal against Robinson, the jury supported Robinson bringing closure to the legal battle. De Niro was not present during the verdict. Meanwhile, in some news from regional cinema, Hombale Films announced that the trailer for Salar Part 1 Ceasefire, directed by Prashant Neel and starring Prabhas, will be released on December 1st. After the Salar teaser in July, fans anticipated the trailer for the film, which features Prithviraj Sukumaran, Shruti Hassan and Jakapati Babu. Salar is set to hit theatres on December 22, 2023. Salar will compete with Shah Rukh Khan's Donkey in a Christmas box office clash. Spooler Sports in sports news, during New Zealand's final World Cup group stage match in Bengaluru against Sri Lanka, Rachin Ravindra, a local favourite due to his father's Bengaluru roots, set a new record for the most runs in a World Cup debut. Ravindra's 565 run surpassed Johnny Bairstow's previous record. He also claimed the top spot among the tournament's highest run-getters, surpassing Quinton de Kock and Virat Kohli. New Zealand's bowlers excelled, restricting Sri Lanka to 171. In more sports updates, defending champion Novak Djokovic has been grouped with Yannick Sinner, Stefano Sissipas and Holger Rune in the ATP Finals in Turin. Djokovic aiming to end the year as world number one needs just one win. In the red group, Carlos Alcaraz leads with Daniel Medvedev, Andrei Rublev and Alexander Zverev. Djokovic pursuing his seventh title has stayed strong since Wimbledon in July. The tournament runs till November 19th. Wrapping up sports news, Liverpool fell short in a 3-2 loss to Toulouse in the Europa League, but Luis Diaz had a personal triumph. His father, kidnapped by the ELN in Colombia, was released hours before the match. Though Diaz didn't score, his impactful play reflected resilience. Klopp acknowledged the team's deserved loss, but Liverpool still lead Group E with nine points from four games, while Toulouse trails by two in second place. Bengaluru Buzz. Switching gears to local events, there are many events ongoing and upcoming in Bengaluru this week. Get ready this Diwali weekend for an exclusive event at Nika and enjoy an exhilarating and memorable Diwali celebration with live performances, food and shopping happening at the Sunburn Union, Koramangla on the 11th and 12th of November at 7pm. Catch popular comic duo Onindo Ghosh and Krishna Subramanian as they headline their latest special Barely Illegal performing live at the Glen's Bakehouse Kalyanagar on the 12th of November at 6.30pm. Immerse yourself in a musical evening with an exclusive A Date with a Ukulele workshop conducted by ACE experts happening at the My School of Rock, Kuramangla 8th Block on the 11th of November at 2pm. Interested in honing your acting skills? Here's something for you. Join an exclusive Dreamworld Introductory Theatre workshop conducted by the city's experts happening at the Flux School of Arts in Dranagar on the 11th and 12th of November at 3pm. You can also catch the city's best comics in their latest outing, Jokes Tadka, performing live at the Tamasha Cafe, Koramangla 5th Block on the 11th of November at 8pm. Podcast to listen to over the weekend? If entertainment is your thing, then check out the incredible Off-Air with J-Man podcast, where he interacts with artists, comics and creators across the globe. Catch the latest episodes of the Studio 1886 podcast and get an insider look with host Sukoon at all the great things happening inside the BGSW campuses. 
You can also check out the latest episodes of Meri Dunya with Veera as she travels around the country exploring new places, experiencing different cultures and quite literally taking listeners on a soulful ride. Bengaluru weather. And finally the weather in Bengaluru. Bengaluru can expect partly cloudy weather with no anticipated rainfall. The temperatures range from a warm 28 degrees Celsius at the highest to a comfortable 16 degrees Celsius at the lowest. The calculated maximum heat index considering both relative humidity and air temperature is 29 degrees Celsius. That's all for now on the Bengaluru Commute podcast for today. I'm Anupama Rajaratnam. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow the Bengaluru Commute podcast on your favorite podcast and player and leave a rating and a review as well. It helps other listeners to discover the show and we would just really appreciate it. Even better, if you know someone who would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. Make your commute truly extraordinary. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast skill is now available on Alexa. All you have to do is to download the skill from your Alexa app and look for the Bengaluru Commute Podcast. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast.